Love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. What lies do you believe about love? I'm Zara Hairston, an author and relationship coach who helps mistreated women struggling with toxic attachments to set boundaries in unhealthy areas so they can maintain their personalized emotional growth goals. Welcome to my podcast, What Kind of Love Is This?, where I uncover common deceptions that lead us to accept what isn't even love. Brought to you by ZaraHairston.com. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling or therapy. It is intended for informational purposes only. Hey, Truth Tribe. Did you live and love in the whole truth and nothing but the truth since we last talked? Well, welcome back to a new week where you can find motivation to try again if that was not the case or move forward stronger if it was. Before we get into the live for today, I wanted to make something clear only because I know it can come across differently from the line in my intro about who I coach. Please know that while I only coach women and sometimes couples when necessary, depending on the situation, this podcast is for both men and women. If you're already a part of this truth tribe, you know the information I share can improve any person's understanding and we all can benefit from uncovering common lies about love, right? Also, since I know some of you were deeply blessed by the last few episodes and being a part of this truth tribe, I encourage you to visit my shop at zarahairston.com shop. Link will be in the description. So order some of my new Truth Tribe apparel. Not only can you display an important, dope, unifying message, but you can also support my content with your purchase of a shop item. Now, the lie we're going to deal with in this episode is they didn't mean it. Have you ever heard the popular quote, Love means never having to say you're sorry or scriptures like love suffers long. It's sayings and beliefs like those that can really confuse us when it comes to our own self-care and emotional and even spiritual growth. Why? Well, because they're implying that we should excuse harmful behaviors toward us. Now, while the quote is just not true, the scripture is true only with a full understanding of it. Yah is not out here saying we get to just go around making people suffer or having to suffer everything as traits of his love. That is false. It's that faulty idea that gives people license to mistreat and eventually abuse others and then have the audacity to turn around and expect love in return for it. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. But again, real love is truth and truth is love. So if we're not telling and holding accountable those people we're in relationship with to the truth, then we are not actually loving them correctly. Same goes with automatically covering people's harmful behaviors as something they didn't mean. Someone hurts you and you say, oh, let's think the best, or we all make mistakes, or 
they didn't mean it. And while it is true that it is important to think the best and to think positive, the best way to think is truthful, not calling bad good and good bad. Yesha Yahoo, which is Hebrew for Isaiah 520. And that scripture, it talks about that. It's also true that yes, we all make mistakes. But does that mean that those mistakes don't cause damage and should be excused without properly addressing them? No. However, that last one, they didn't mean it. That's just a flat out lie. I'm here to tell you, yes, they very well did mean it. After all, how can anyone, including you and I, in their right mind, meaning they don't suffer from a mental illness, do anything? without meaning to, when every single behavior has motive, intention, and meaning. So it is an absolute lie when you say on their behalf, they didn't mean it, or even they tell you they didn't mean it. They may not have realized the complexities or intricacies of the aftermath of what they did beforehand, I mean, even then, some still do. They know what they're doing. But it is not actually possible to do anything without intention. The mere act of doing means I mean to do that thing I'm doing. What you caused by doing it may be up for debate, but the act is verifiable and not up for debate. See, those kinds of didn't mean it statements are meant to remove righteous anger. So everything will go back to quote unquote normal because that way, since they didn't mean it, then no change in behavior is really necessary. Go back and listen to episode five and six on the change cycle to see what part of the cycle that would be. I'm going to test y'all. So go and see. But back to the point, I want you to ask yourself a question. If they didn't mean it, Why did they put your relationship on the line by going through the mental steps willingly? That is not by force until they ended up actually doing the thing you deceptively believe they didn't mean to do. Sometimes we say they didn't mean it because accepting that they did mean it means you might actually have to consider either confronting them When you fear confrontation, in other words, you excuse it at the expense of conflict resolution. Or if it's a constant behavior and a habitual unwillingness to change, that you might have to consider leaving that relationship over it. Trauma in childhood is so common. We often don't realize it's the very thing destroying who we are as adults. To move past it, we have to go back to where it began. It came to pass, book one in the beginning. Visit itcametopass.com for more information. That's it came, the number two, pass.com. And since these podcast topics don't just apply to romantic relationships, but also family, friends and spiritual ones when someone means a lot to us that often hurts us the thought of losing them 
even if they're not good for us. So we just use the, they didn't mean it excuse to discount their harmful behavior, thinking it will dismiss some very real and often deep pain that you are trying to avoid by saying that. And we're still hurting anyway when we do that. It's just that now on top of that pain, as if that's not already enough, since we avoid and pretend something is not what it clearly is, we also add unresolved issues and unrealistic expectations. In essence, we mean what we do, despite us discounting certain behaviors by disconnecting them from our minds through excusing them. I say this all the time to women and couples I work with. If what you do doesn't match what you say, there's toxicity somewhere that is not healthy. So it must be confronted for the sake of the relationship's health. When you say they didn't mean it, you're usually saying, I don't want the discomfort of having to weigh or measure out what they really meant by filtering the situation correctly. I don't want to accept that they would do something so grievous because then I have a choice to make that I just may not be ready to have to make. On the flip side of that, you may confront them, but their apology is not genuine and you just accept it as so for the same reasons we mentioned above. So even though you confronted them and even though they said, sorry, because you know it wasn't genuine, you're in the same boat as if you just believed they didn't mean it. See, a true apology requires a certain level of vulnerability with the admission of their wrongdoing and a sorrow for the hurt that their wrongdoing has inflicted on you with a desire and a plan to change in a direction away from the hurtful behavior, meaning they are open to accountability. See, I've had people do some pretty heinous things to me and then they said sorry, but they like made all these excuses for it. There was no sorrow for what they did. You know what I'm saying? So when someone apologizes and there is not a vulnerability, it's not an admission of wrong, it's not a sorrow for the hurt that they inflicted on you. It's not a desire, any inclination of a desire to change in a different direction. They're not, and they're trying to excuse their behavior and there's nothing that's holding them accountable to any kind of change. Eh, Not really sorry. And in unhealthy relationships, if you do get past the, they didn't mean it lie and confront them and they might apologize but like I said it's without sorrow so what it is with is much manipulation how you ask how could someone manipulate an apology well they might just feel a little guilt because of what happened but more than being hurt by your hurt they're uncomfortable with feeling guilt so it has nothing to do with like what they did to you or sorrow over their mistreatment but to help them feel better about themselves 
or they might be tired of drawing out the issue and talking about it all the time and they use an ingenuine apology to end the upset. They don't care enough to resolve the actual problem so it doesn't reoccur. It's just about brushing it over so we don't have to keep talking about something I wanna be done with despite how it has and continues to affect and hurt you. Some people even use manipulation with apologies to test how far they can go with you. They wanna see what they can get away with and what you will and won't put up with. And if you keep accepting their unrepentant apology, you're basically teaching them something, meaning there's not a match. And when I say unrepentant apology, I'm meaning there's not a match with words and actions. They're saying one thing, but they're still behaving in the same way. Um, when that happens and you keep accepting that, they can get you to become desensitized to their mistreatment because they do it, you, you accept it. They do something, they didn't mean it. They do something, I didn't mean it. They do something, I'm sorry, okay. And you just, it's never like this real uh, intentional, in-depth examination of what really occurred. Like really, let's hash out every lie. Let's not say you didn't mean that because you did mean that. Well, no, I didn't. You did, Well, then what were you trying to do when you did that? Well, I was trying to, okay, so we got to get to the bottom of it because we need to clear up this, you know, uh, deception that you're believing you didn't mean to do something that you just kind of, you keep on doing it to me. You know what I'm saying? So when you uncover that, it can help bring you to a place where you're dealing with the real issue so you can move past it. But when you don't do that and it's just always this automatic sorry, um, you are ultimately accepting, learning to accept this toxic environment as normal. And some people do that on purpose. They want to keep pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, getting you to a place to just agree to be, you know, sorry, or they give you a false apology. Um, and then they just turn around and do it right again. And then it happens so much that you're just used to it. So you, it doesn't even, uh, how you initially used to respond is not as strong, even though the hurt is still as deep. Um, there are more ways than one when it comes to someone manipulating you with apologies and you not even realizing it, but ultimately a good way to tell is if they keep apologizing yet you are never growing in a healthy direction and you only feel worse. That's a good indicator that they're manipulating you with apologies. And that's because not meaning something doesn't excuse the behaviors associated with what someone didn't mean. It does not matter if someone didn't mean it when they did it. Like they say, I didn't mean it, but they did do it. It is, it's just, it don't match. And I'm not saying, of course, to take responsibility for things you did not do. Like someone can say, oh, you um, were trying to betray me by doing such and such. And you're like, I don't even talk to that person. I didn't even, I didn't even do that. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about verifiable actions. Um, we must be accountable for the pain we've caused others, whether we intended to or not. When someone hurts you and they're not willing to admit they chose to do it and they're not starting off with that confession, 
you have every right to be angry because look, you're lying to me. Stop saying you didn't mean or choose to do that. You did choose to do that. Let's clarify that. It's like when people, you know, deal with certain addictions, the first thing they have to do is my name is such and such and I am such and such. Like if you can't even bring your, yourself to a place where you're like admitting, look, I, this is what I did. There's no point in moving for, further because you can't even admit what, what it really is. You know what I'm saying? So when someone d- hurt you and they say they didn't mean it or they're acting like that's not what, you know, they were trying to do or whatever, they did hurt you. So why are we talking about what you did or didn't mean? You did it and it did hurt. So you do have a right to be angry. It's actually abnormal to respond happily to someone like that who also has an expectation of you to forgive them because they didn't mean it or for you to expect yourself to just forgive them because you lie to yourself and say they didn't mean it. See, when you do that, you're training yourself and them not to look at behaviors we're we're training each is training ground to believe lies because they don't really mean anything when they expressly mean just what they showed you. So while you're accepting it as an oversight, you may be missing a harmful motive behind that, that if it's not addressed, will open the door to you accepting and making a habit out of being mistreated And then we can go into that change cycle we talked about in the prior two episodes or an even more toxic cycle where it's like, how did I get here? Like, how am I to this place where I'm accepting this kind of treatment? I don't even value myself or know who I am anymore. I would have never have done this. It starts off with those smaller things that we dismiss, that we accept, that we tolerate. And before you know it, you ever you ever watch a story like um say there's a story of 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 someone that's being abused and um okay I'll just say it so one of the girls from the R Kelly situation they said that he made her eat feces so you don't start off eating feces when you never ate feces before you know what I'm saying you don't just boom eat that it it start it's you tolerate smaller things and then you grow to that. And they groom you to that. You know what I'm saying? So when we don't check harmful behaviors, harmful actions, when we excuse those situations, we find ourselves worse off in the end than the discomfort we feel with having to confront them. Confronting them with the truth provides them with the opportunity to apologize genuinely. And if they don't, then you... That's a message right there for you. That's a huge red flag. But say they do apologize genuinely, it also allows you to discuss what the boundaries should be in the future so they don't keep hurting you. So look, you did this in the future. It would make me feel more secure and stable and valued and loved and heard if you would do this. When someone loves you and they hear you saying that, true love is gonna respond to that in a healthy way. Not, I ain't doing that too much and keep hurting you. See, you want a healthier relationship, but that fake peace doesn't encourage it. On the other hand, not excusing their behavior, even though it may make you feel uncomfortable, you feel like it's not, you know, smooth, peaceful sailing, 
with, you know, didn't mean it's not excusing their behavior with didn't mean it's activates what the expectations are about what hurtful behaviors just aren't okay. Stress relief, since that conflict buildup from ignoring and pretending can cause significant stress and emotional and relational growth. Otherwise, that mental and emotional distress destroys your well-being. And eventually, if left undealt with your physical health, you can experience things like anxiety, maybe even anxiety attacks, depression, a number of adverse reactions. Listen, I know those popular sayings like love means never having to say you're sorry and scriptures like love suffers long sound poetic and all, but never apologizing or apologizing manipulatively and always suffering is actually the best way to destroy a relationship. If you make it a habit to excuse their harmful behaviors as unintentional by saying things like they didn't mean it or accepting when they say they didn't mean it, you open the door and welcome your own mistreatment, which can grow into a toxic or abusive relationship you didn't even realize you were feeding. Negative interactions that are dismissed or excused and become repetitive, unconfronted, and buried eventually erode the sanctity of true love to where it isn't even love anymore that you're experiencing. We have to stop lying to ourselves about people's motives and intentions by confronting those lies with the truth and calling ourselves higher to true repentance and the boundaries that stop and prevent these ongoing hurts that never seem to end. Because after all, what kind of love keeps on hurting yet saying it doesn't mean to remember love doesn't lie or expect you to live one i'm zara hairston sending you the comfort of truth thanks for enjoying this podcast do you need more individualized support to identify overcome and prevent toxic attachments your need and my expertise might just be a match Go to zarahairston.com slash coach me to find out. Yeah, bless.